Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. We'll start the Buzzcast with news around the Olympics. Brisbane was selected today by the IOC to host the 2032 Summer Games. This wasn't a surprise as it was part of a new IOC bid process to focus on one city and avoid rival bids. So your Olympic calendar is set for now. Beijing in 2022, Paris 24, Milan 26, LA 28, an open bid for 2030, and now Brisbane as the Games will go back to Australia 32 years after the popular 2000 Sydney Olympics. Also, IOC members today saw a presentation from LA28, which was represented by Casey Wasserman, Chief Revenue Officer Kathy Carter, and Chief Operating Officer John Harper. Casey Wasserman called LA a games-ready city. And he said the goal is to host a fiscally responsible and sustainable Olympic Games. Our Chris Smith has more from Tokyo on sportsbusinessjournal.com, so check it out. This is your Morning Buzzcast for Wednesday, July 21st. I'm Abe Madcore. Let's shift from the Olympics to the NBA, because I don't think I can remember seeing a city so swept up by its team that I witnessed last night in Milwaukee. Personally, I was blown away to see the images from a summer Tuesday night in downtown Milwaukee shown on ABC, showing 65,000 fans spread throughout the Deer District, all wearing Bucks gear, all having a great time, and taking over that open space outside Five Surf Forum. Now, inside Pfizer Forum, there were likely more than 20,000 other fans, and the Bucks did win in six, as many thought they could, winning the team's first title since the 1970-71 season, so a long wait for those hardy fans in Milwaukee. What a turnaround for this franchise. It starts with ownership. Wes Edens, Mark Lazary, Jamie Dynan. Team President Peter Fagan, of course Giannis, and so many others. But the team is emerging as one of the best-run organizations in the NBA. And if you think back, around 10 years ago, it wasn't really clear that this team could even remain in Milwaukee. They were trying to get a new arena built. There was a great deal of uncertainty about this team's future. Now the Bucks are incredibly well-suited for sustainable success. A great story of the NBA in Milwaukee. Well, it may not be as great a story as it is in Milwaukee. It's more of a very mixed story out of Oakland yesterday, as the Oakland City Council did vote in favor of the proposed term sheet for a new A's ballpark and a major redevelopment project, but it came with major amendments and a 25-year non-relocation agreement with the A's. And let's just say, this isn't a deal the A's wanted. After the vote, the team said it was disappointed with the changes to the term sheet and with the amendments, and so it's not entirely clear what happens now. As the A's said, what passed yesterday does not work for them. 
The team said many of the amendments they were seeing for the first time and still reviewing. Meanwhile, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred chimed in that he was disappointed that the Oakland City Council chose to vote on a proposal to which the A's had not agreed to. And he said baseball would speak with the A's immediately about the team's next steps. I have to say, reading between the lines, it did not seem like a very positive tone coming out of the city council meeting yesterday. More negotiations surely to take place there. Let's shift to some news around the marathon space. Good news is that TCS continues to invest heavily in the marathon space. They will stay on as title sponsor of the New York Marathon through 2029. They have agreed to an eight-year extension with the New York Roadrunners. The India-based IT services company has been the title sponsor of the New York City Marathon since 2014, and this marks the company's second major marathon title sponsorship in the last few months. Remember in June on the Buzzcast, we noted that TCS signed a six-year deal to become the title sponsor of the London Marathon starting in 2022. TCS says it plans to invest 30 to $40 million a year in global running and marathon sponsorship and related community programs through 2029. So TCS really stepping up and putting its money in the marathon and running space. Let's shift to media because IndyCar renewed its media rights deal with NBC Sports. IndyCar went to the marketplace, talked to a number of other potential suitors, but goes back to NBC Sports. And now the focus is on what other key media deals are out there to keep an eye on. I'm going to be watching for the next round of negotiations around the EPL and see if that also stays with NBC Sports as next season is the last in NBC's six-year deal and EPL rights are expected to generate a lot of interest in the U.S. market. The EPL is expected to start negotiating its next deal in the next couple of months. Staying with soccer, we've talked about this on the Buzzcast, Major League Soccer is currently in rights talks. Its deals end in 2022, and they have put together a very robust package to take to the marketplace, so I'd be keeping an eye on that. And finally, ESPN's deal with Formula One expires after next year, the 2022 season, and that's a property that has been seeing record numbers on ESPN so far this season. We wrote about that recently, about the increased interest in Formula One. Much of it could be attributed to the Netflix series Drive to Survive, which is getting a big following, and we're seeing a real correlation between interest in that show and interest and viewership of Formula One. I think Formula One has been one of the most successful stories of the sports business year. I got to say, the comments getting the most buzz today are those by Alabama coach Nick Saban who commented on the early gains in name, image, and likeness by Alabama quarterback Bryce Young, who has yet to make even his first start as a college quarterback. Young is entering the season as the team's likely starter. He didn't see the field much last year, but Saban said Young is already taking in, quote, ungodly, end quote, amount of money. Speaking to the Texas High School Coaches Association, Saban said the quarterback is bringing in almost seven figures And like he said, he hasn't really played yet, but it's because of the appeal of the Alabama program. Saban said he was fine with his players getting as much as they can in the marketplace, but stressed that they needed to hire some form of representation. It should be noted that as soon as name, image, and likeness guidelines were in place, 
Bryce Young signed with CAA Sports, but Nick Saban saying Alabama quarterback Bryce Young cashing in early on name, image, and likeness. Staying with college sports, it was a special night for former ACC Commissioner John Swafford. On the evening before the ACC Media Days kickoff today in Charlotte, the ACC Network debuted a special on the legacy of the ACC's longest-serving commissioner. It was called John Swafford Building a Legacy. Also last night, Swafford was celebrated by industry peers and longtime friends of the ACC at a hotel in downtown Charlotte with his wife, Nora, by his side. Swafford was honored by current ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips and greeted by a number of other commissioners. I was lucky enough to be there. I saw Greg Sankey, Kevin Warren, Mike Oresco, Bernadette McGlade. A number of athletic directors showed up to pay tribute to John Swafford, including North Carolina's Bubba Cunningham, NC State's Boo Corrigan, Wake Forest's John Curry, Duke's Nina King. I saw Jack Schwarber from Notre Dame, Clemson's Dan Radakovich, Virginia Tech's Whip Babcock, UNLV's Desiree Reed Francois came all the way from Las Vegas to pay tribute to her friend John Swafford. Also spotted in the crowd, ESPN's Jay Billis and former Georgia Athletic Director Greg McGarity. So a very nice night for outgoing ACC Commissioner John Swafford, one of the truly good people in the sports business. And finally, I mentioned it yesterday, continue to check out our Christmas daily dispatches from Tokyo. He writes today about the competition starting in Tokyo and also what he's hearing on the ground at the Olympics. And please also remember, nominations for SBJ's New Voices Under 30 close this Sunday, July 25th. We're looking for the new influencers and the new voices representing the next generation of sports business. Always one of the most popular programs we do. New Voices Under 30, our nominations close Sunday. To nominate someone, please visit the link in our show notes or go to our webpage, sportsbusinessjournal.com, or let me know. So that is your morning buzzcast. It is Wednesday, July 21st. I'm Abe Madcore. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay healthy. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.